It's Friday the 17th of July and I'm pleased to be talking with Derek Munn, RCSLT's Director of Policy and Public Affairs, for a regular monthly catch-up. Did you know that on the 30th of June the UK passed its 100th day in lockdown? And so we've had a lot of time to adjust to this new normal. The RCSLT continues to co-produce with its members, but just in a distributed and socially distant way. And hopefully Derek will be able to shed some light on some of the areas we're working on with our members and our stakeholders. Derek, it's lovely to hear from you again. Hello. Hello. Morning. So how are you? Uh, I'm fine. And I think like many people, aspects of my life are starting to normalise. And we know that the same is true in some ways for services, although the Royal College is remaining working from home for the time being. So what are the major areas of focus right now? Inevitably, I should begin by updating around COVID-19 and the response to it. Okay, that would be great, thanks. Um, in the weeks since the last podcast, restarting of services has continued to be a, a major thing. Mm -hmm. um, in particular, for example, school settings. Okay. And we're working alongside members, obviously, uh, on all of the different aspects of that. We also co-signed with 150 other organisations a letter to the Prime Minister about the priority to be given to children. The government rightly has said that health, which includes many of our adult services and the economy, are their priorities. Um, 150 organisations, including us, have said there needs to be a top-level government focus around children in what's coming after COVID-19 as well. Mm -hmm. But obviously, our guidance continues to be reviewed more widely. So recent weeks have seen us um, issue a new guidance on endoscopy, for example, and videofluoroscopy. On PPE, protective equipment, um, the latest version of our guidance has gone out. So we need to be clear, the evidence around aerosol generating procedures has not changed. It remains, and in our view, it remains compelling. Clearly now, there's a focus on local risk assessment. But at the national level, we still haven't had a response from Matt Hancock to a letter that we sent in April. They're apologetic about it, most recently in response to a parliamentary question, but they still haven't sent us an answer. So we're pursuing that through multiple channels. Good news, however, on the issue of clear face masks and the support that they can be both to the deaf community and to a range of other people with different communication needs. Uh, our understanding is that there will be provision of clear face masks in the health service pretty soon. Um, obviously we're working on the detail of that behind the scenes. The other area I think where intensive work has continued on COVID-19 is around working with our universities on what are gonna be the arrangements for the autumn term, what's happening around student places. I mean, the indications are that applications and potentially places are up across the UK. We know it's gonna be a whole new world, for example, with placements, and we're having to work hard on that. If you've listened to the previous podcasts, you will know that we've got two things in the Westminster Parliament, one around domestic violence legislation, where we had some very good statements made on the record in the House of Lords, and secondly, around using the Medical Devices Bill to restart the rather stalled process around SLTs and a number of other allied health professions gaining prescribing rights. That's a tougher sell, we need to persuade people within the system as well that now is the time to move on that because it's going to be a long process. So I don't want to overpromise; it's a tough one, but we are making all the noise we can about getting prescribing extended to ourselves. 
lastly, I would say that things that were put on hold because of the lockdown and COVID-19 are gradually starting to restart. In terms of our own work, we're thinking about when we restart communication access symbol, for example, we're going to be working in the autumn on a long held ambition to do a big service user survey. Um, we're also working with the Sutton Trust around um, testing and evaluating universal provision in children's services. And some of you may have seen that the BBC's Tiny Happy People uh, campaign uh, for Nought Fours, which we've been heavily involved in in the background, has finally now launched this week. Um, we're also continuing discussions with NHS England actually on children's early language and we are hopeful that there'll be some good news on that in due course. And on the awareness side, um, we were very pleased around Motor and Neuron Disease Awareness Day to launch new resources around voice banking. And a very comprehensive list there. And also we, we can't forget the important work around Black Lives Matter. Um, what work has been done around diversity since the release of our Black Lives Matter statement from the RCSLT? This has been given huge priority and rightly so. In our statement on Black Lives Matter, we made a number of commitments and we are working with members to make sure we deliver on those commitments. So you've got the top level vision, you've got the specific commitments that we've made, and then you've got loads of particular actions underneath. It's a long-term commitment. We know we won't always get it right. If you care about it, contact us, get involved. Thank you. What's been happening in the nation that members will be keen to hear about? I think this month I would characterise what's happening across the four nations as the same issues but with subtle differences. So we had a, a stock take meeting the other day around school reopening and if you look across England, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, they've all got different dates, they've all got slightly different arrangements for year groups, arrangements for bubbles, arrangements for speech therapists and others going in or not going in. So it's a classic example of the way that we have to make sure that everything we do works for all four of the nations because school reopening is happening in four different ways and at four different times. Same would be true of official reviews. So most recently it's the, actually the, the Health Committee in the Welsh Senate, the Welsh Parliament, that's put out its review of COVID-19. And I've noticed this week, um, some of you may have seen the day that we're recording this, the Children's Commissioner for England, putting out a big report around the future of services. But that follows the Children's Commissioner for Scotland, who said something similar 48 hours ago. So as always, we make sure that we are across all four nations on all of these issues. Wonderful, thank you, Derek. Are there any positives to speech and language therapy um, as a profession that you've seen coming out of the lockdown that you'd like to share? I think so. I think we've discussed this recently at RCSLT committee meetings as we plan the business of the organisation for the next 18 months. But also NHS England actually did a quick review in June and they asked basically the professions to say what's been good about this that we might want to keep. So I can tell you some of the things that members have to say. People talked about an increased choice being available for service users for, and, and parents. They talked about some of the strengths of online meetings, allowing a broader range of engagement. People were very strong on flexible working arrangements, not having to travel so much and not wanting to, to lose the value of some of that. People said that there'd in some cases been improved collaboration across MDTs. And I think some of this comes down to 
some of the normal barriers being reduced or speeded up. So people were saying it was easier to get permission for new ways of working. We had initiatives that had previously been trialed and now we've managed to give them the green light. So I think those issues around flexibility, speed and dexterity um, and choice are some of the positives. We know that from the review we've been doing that telehealth, remote working, the good and the bad, the positive and the more challenging is the big issue going forward. Okay, that's really interesting. Thank you. It's good to see that positivity, but there's still some challenges. Okay, well, that's, that's great. Thank you, Derek. There's clearly a lot going on. And as always, if members want to be involved, please get in touch. Thanks for your time today and for a very interesting and, as always, thought-provoking discussion. Thank you, and until next time.